Okay, so yesterday we um, started the Inyanim of Mezuzah, if you remember. And uh, I want to mention actually a Modica Maisa. This is a very important Maisa. It's a Gavaldica Maisa, and it's a true Maisa, and I heard it from the person who it happened to. So listen to this. This is Gavaldic. Unbelievable Maisa, this one. A Yid is from today because of the mitzvah of Mezuzah. So he tells me, here's the story, right? Here's the story. He said, you'll never believe this story, but it's a true story. And the truth is, if you know the guy, then you'll, 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 you would have understood it. I'm not going to say, obviously, some of the details. And as they say in all the stories that, you know, main details have been changed so that uh, no, none of the uh, people will be disclosed or revealed. Anyway, so he tells me that he and his brother were in a conservative school. And for some interesting reason, his brother always kissed the mezuzah. Now, there are many boys over there, it was officially a Jewish school, but a conservative one. So many people, they used to make fun of him, like, what a weird thing, he's already kissing that mezuzah, like, that's old school, we have passed that already, 2020, modern generation, all that sort of thing. So there was a teacher in that school, uh, this is in America, the teacher in this school was a Orthodox Jew, teaching in a conservative school, and she also found it very strange that here's this boy in a conservative school who's probably a conservative boy, and he's kissing the mezuzah. It makes no sense. So she called up her rabbi. Okay, she was an Orthodox Jew. She called up her rabbi, whoever that was. And uh, this man was supposed to be a very big guy in Kirov. And she said, I've got something very strange to ask you. I have a boy here that I teach. And, you know, as far as I know, he comes from a conservative family. And he's in a conservative school, which I teach in. And he's kissing the mezuzah. What's going on? So the rabbi said, give me his family name. He must have schos obos. He must have schos obos over here. There must be a, something going on. There's some schosim that he has, you know, from previous generations. So she found out the name and the previous name and whatever, uh, which I'm not going to obviously say because for pur- purposes of, uh, you know, disclosure. And they found out, and I have to change a couple of details here, that he came from probably one of, one of the biggest Hasidic Rebbers from, you know, a few hundred years ago. And Mamash uh, Ben Achaben. The last name was Mamash Ben Achaben. And there was obviously a schos obvious going on that he had some kind of isoyerus to um, kiss the mezuzah. I will tell you that both the boy plus his brother, who's telling me the story, are sitting in Kolel in Yerushalayim, Irak Kodesh, Adayemazeh. What a Gavaldiga Maisa. What a Gavaldiga Maisa. Mamish, almost like the Maisa of Unklus from the Gemara that we said yesterday. Well, you see the power of a mezuzah. You see the power of what it does. But um, let me do one last question before we get on to today's sugya. And that is, what is the halacha of walking through a door that does not have a mezuzah? But that's meant to have a mezuzah. Obviously, if you go into a Goisha house or a Goisha store, a mall, you know, somewhere like that, then there's no chiva mezuzah on such a thing. But I'm talking about a place that's meant to have a mezuzah, but does not. You go to a non-religious house, a non-religious restaurant, whatever. You, know, you go to somewhere where it's meant to have a mezuzah, and it does not. So, very interesting. There's a pischei tshuva in Yerodeism and Reish Peihei. And the Pischei Tshuva brings a primigodim and Orachayim Simon Lamed Aleph that says that if, like this, listen to this, interesting. If a person realizes on Shabbos and Yontif that he's missing a mezuzah, he walks out his front door, he's like, hey, where'd it go? The mezuzah's gone. Says the primigodim, if you have another house to go into, 
leave this house and go into another house. And not your chayev, obligated to do so. If you've got no other home to move into, then obviously you can stay. Says the Pischei Tshuva, from this primigodim, the din would be the same during the week. That if a person doesn't have a mezuzah or walking in a house, staying in a house, that doesn't have a mezuzah, and he doesn't have somewhere else to stay, no, he can be makeup. But in a situation where this is, the, you know, where he could go somewhere else, he doesn't have to go there, so then he's got no choice, then he's got no problem whatsoever, and it's not only the Pischi Tshuva. The Arach HaSholchan Yeridesim and Reish Behesi Kotten Hei, the Penish Chai, Chochma, many Gedolei Poskim held this way, uh, that if you've got nowhere else, then it's okay, but I will tell you, there's an Avnei Neza. The Avnei Neza in Yeridesim and Reish Shin Peyalef brings down that it's Osa to enter a door. Could you imagine? To enter a doorway that doesn't have a mezuzah, you're not allowed to go in. There's a Mordecai Maisa, which we're not going to go into now, we haven't got time. With Zalman Salant. Zalman Salant was once posed with such a question, he didn't walk into the door. And again, it's an Avnei Neza. To go and walk into a door that is meant to have a mezuzah, but does not, you're not allowed. Now, there's a reason I'm telling you this, is because we're starting today the sugya of uh, which places are chayv and a mezuzah. What I'd like to do as well, and I, I, the truth is this applies to every shit. If anyone doesn't understand something, wants to add something, isn't sure, wants to ask, so in other, instead of me just unmuting everyone, which I could do, but I think it's easier if we keep everyone on mute because there is background noise that I heard before. So I'm just going to, you know, the chat is open. The chat is open. So if you have any question or anything you don't understand, I'm going to be constantly looking at the chat because we're going to be running through many, many, many situations. Uh, we don't need pictures for today. Maybe tomorrow we'll need some pictures, or the day after. But we'll definitely need pictures at one point, which is, makes this halacha very, very exciting. But uh, first today we're going to discuss, what are the places that are chayv in a mezuzah? We just started a halacha, that according to some wouldn't even walk into a door. Or at least if you've, got no, if you've got another option, you shouldn't. So what is a place that's considered to be obligated in a mezuzah? So we start like this. There's a Gemara in Yuma, Dafyud Allah from base. But the Gemara tells us, where's the Makar from a mezuzah? The Makar for Mezuzah is, right? Uchsavdem, al Mezuzah is Beisecha. Beisecha is Lashon Bayis, house. Says the Gemara in Yuma, Darshan's from the Pasuk, just like a house is Meyuchad Ladira, meaning for living purposes, so to anything that is Meyuchad Ladira, for living purposes, is going to be obligated in a Mezuzah. So therefore, any house any room, any place that is specifically for his living needs, whether it's sleeping, whether it's eating, whether it's sitting, min ha is chayv in a mezuzah. Now, if it's even not for your personal needs, but it's for your kids, also chayv min ha in such a case. Right? That's what it is, and that's how we paskin. Now, even if a person has many, many rooms, one inside the other, so, for example, let's say, for example, he's got a hallway. And in the hallway, there are three doors to get to the end result, the end room. Each and every single one of those will require a mezuzah. Now, we'll talk about different situations, and we'll hopefully try to see some pictures. But many people, for example, in their houses, right, in America and England, um, in other places, you have, like, a door, like the front door. You walk in there, it's like a very small little room. And then you've got the other front door. Right? You do that for the winds, they do it for, I don't know, whatever it may be. So each of them is going to be chayv in a mezuzah. Now, this includes any room you sleep in, any 
bedrooms, of course, kitchen. Now, the questions we have to get to now are things like, what about a balcony? What about a marpeset? If you have a porch, does that require a What about storage room, garages, garages, offices and shops? So I want to discuss some of that already right now. So again, the first and simple halacha is any place that's for sleeping, for eating, for schmoozing, any room in the house, basically, that you have, obviously with the exception of a bathroom at this moment of time, we may see more exceptions, uh, will be chayev pashtus midoraisa in a mezuzah. It's important to know, it's a doraisa. Let's talk about a few interesting cases. Let's talk about a few, let's see how much of this we can possibly go through, um, because there's a lot to go through, but it's important to understand what is chayev in a mezuzah. Okay, this Be'ez HaShem so you guys are going to get married, you're going to have a house, you want, you're going to want to know where, where it needs a mezuzah, where it doesn't need a mezuzah, all these sorts of things. So the first question we're going to deal with is a partnership with a goy. Right, Shulchan Aruch in the beginning of Vesh Pevov brings this down for those of you that are following in Shulchan Aruch. So um, if you have a joint building or office with a yid, you and another yid, two partners, Jewish partners, Reuben and Shemin, both own a warehouse, they both own a building, whether a property, whatever it may be. Right? Is it going to be chayiv or not? So there is no question whatsoever. The Shulchan Aruch brings this, like I mentioned yesterday, in Vesh Pevov, that absolutely they're chayiv. What's the reason? Says the Lavush, because it says Beisecha, right? And for each of them, Laman Yerbiyamechem, they want to live, right? So therefore, if they want to live, they're Jewish, two Jewish partners, therefore, it actually makes no difference how many partners, it could be 20 partners own the building, they're all going to be Chayev, and you can make a Bracha on here without any Shaila whatsoever. What is the most common example of what I'm saying? apart from an office building that two partners own. But if, for example, Be'ez HaShem, you should be Zoycha, to come to Eretz Yisrael and live here after you're married and join the base David Koyal, Be'ez HaShem. You hear this, Avi? Amen! What a schos to be in Eretz Yisrael. What do you want to be in America for? Well, England, I don't even have to ask the cashier, right? South Africa, who's listening? Yeah, okay, nice animals, Poseida, but you'll go for a vacation. Eretz Yisrael, come on, it belongs right over here. We don't belong anywhere else in the world. We belong right here in Eretz Yisrael. I'm not even opening up your microphone, because in Maladabe, there's nothing to talk about. It's a double portion admoid that you didn't belong in Eretz Yisrael. However, at least for the beginning, after you get married, you stay here with your wife, and you, you build up connections, you build up foundations, your ciders. Ah! I'm just tempting you, I'm just I'm tempting you, I'm not being nice, I'm sorry. But I'll call him, if you do get here, so one of the common questions are, right, you see, this is a common one you'll know of, and that is, in a staircase, are you mechoyev to have a mezuzah in the staircase? Right, it's not mine, it's not mine, what is, who does it belong to? What we call the Vada Bayes. The Vada Bayes is the joint committee in the building who are in charge of all the technical details and everything else. So are you Chayev to put up a mezuzah? You know, do all the, you know, people who live in that building have to get together and, and the entrance, by the Knisa, by the garage, by the, you know, the staircase, all of these situations. I don't know how many of you came with me when we went once to get a bracha for a Mitzvah Morgenstern. Right, you remember? Who was there? Anybody was there? I'm trying to think. Uh, Daniel, you was there? You were there at the time? Friday night, I think it was, no? Who was there? I don't remember. You'd see, did you come with us maybe after the Shamzachan, before the Oinig? No, we went to Shamzachan Yeshiva, then we went there, then we came back to the house of the, for the Oinig. I think you were there, you'd see. Danny Goberger, you were also there, no, maybe? I don't remember. Aaron Sachs? Okay, well, I don't remember who, who was and who wasn't. But um, I don't know if you noticed this. Because the Gemara says in Chonim, most of the Lord Ramadan in Ishlavadaiti, you don't realize these things sometimes. And there's there were actually two mezuzahs on both ends, on both sides of the door. 
which is something that maybe we'll discuss. But our Koponim, absolutely yes, right? In an apartment building, yes, everyone joins together for an obligation to, to put a mezuzah. So that's a partnership with between Yidin. What about a partnership between Goyim? What if, for example, a Yid and a Goy own a property, a building, an office building, a warehouse, whatever... Does there need to be a mezuzah on that door if you've got chetzi belonging to the yid and chetzi belonging to the goy? So this is very interesting, actually. There's an unbelievable machloikas rishonim in this inyan. Is there a chiv mezuzah on a door that is shared ownership between a goy and a yid? There is a rashba in chulin kuf lamed where the rashba holds your chayiv. Why? Says the Rashba, it says in the Pasuk, Gemara in Yuma, in Yuma Yudalev, Beisecha. Beisecha means when you go into the door. No, the Yid goes in. The Yid goes in. About the Yechai, in a mezuzah. Okay, very nice. A Chaylik of it belongs to a Goy. But Lamaisa, the Chaylik that belongs to a Yid, is yes, Chayev. So according to the Rashba, he needs, he needs Shmira. The Rashba holds he has an obligation. The Madcha, Eshkol, and others, the Shach brings it, by the way, Sikot and Vov, over here in Reish Pei Hold your Pata. Why? You know what it says? We've got to be careful about where this shit goes. But it says, and these are Rishonim talking, it says, Laman, you bring you mechem, right? What are we doing? Why are you putting a mezuzah? I shouldn't say why, but the reward of putting a mezuzah is you'll live a long life. We don't need the guy to live a long life. The shach over here brings us a cotton valve. We don't need to put a mezuzah, so a guy lives an extra long life. And therefore he doesn't have to do it. Lamaisa, how do we paskin? So in Reish Pei Vov, Siv Aleph, the Ramah brings down that a bias that is joint ownership between a Goy and a Yid is Potter Minamazusa. Reason number one says the Taz, Laman Yubi Yemechem, and we don't say this by a Goy. And number two, or Chaschaim, is a Sakona. We're worried that the Goy will steal it, he'll be Mavaza Kisvei Kodesh. And number two, or part B in the second reason, is they'll say that Jewish people do magic. They have this magical, superstitious thing that they put a piece of parchment on their door and they say it's like some kind of safeguarding insurance policy. I don't know what that means. So that's what Orch Hashchaim says is the second reason, in the second reason, why we don't, uh, we don't put a uh, mezuzah up that is jointly owned by Yid and a Goy. And as I pass the Levush, the Yavis, the Nesivas, and the Chaim, the Chai Odom as well. He brings down the same thing. It's not a chashash that a goy will be mavaza. It's it's a double va- it's vaday, which is why a person has to be very careful. For example, he's not here right now, but he knows who he is in Belgium. Where he, I remember, I think we dealt with this shayla one time. You have apartment buildings, and uh, you know you've got yidden and goyin, uh, you know, living in there. So I would like to put a mezuzah on the very front door, not of my house, of the kinesah, of the entrance, not so poshut. According to this, it will be asa. Not allowed. It's jointly owned, and you shouldn't do it. But not only should you not do it, it could be some problem, because maybe the goy will come to take it off, and he will be mavazarit. But many posts can go with the rashbot, and therefore, that uh, if that's the case, then you'll chayev in a mezuzah, as I paskin lemaisa the yamshon shloyme, the vilnagoyin, or chashulchan, and Igris Moshe. So basically, in a case where there's no Sakana, where you're not worried the Goy will take it off, mess with it, whatever, so then, yeah, you should put it up without a Bracha. That's the Psak of the Shachsi Gotten Test, the Birka Yosef, and Reb Chaim Kanievsky on Mesechtus Mezuzah as well. That Lemaisa, unless there's a Chashash Sakana, that the Goy will take it off, rip it off, chuck it in the garbage, throw it in the bin, Kick on it, chas v'shalom. So then, yeah, you should absolutely put it on. But if there is a matzah sakana, then absolutely not. Okay, so that is uh, that is just that sugya. 
do you need a mezuzah if you rent it from a non-Jew? Okay, we'll talk about that. Great question. Daniel has a great question. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw the question. Do you need a mezuzah if you rent it from a non-Jew? Great question. We will deal with that. Right? That, that's that's going to be a chiv on, a, on us. Because we rented it. So that's a separate sugar. Until now, we're talking about two people that own a warehouse or an apartment building. Half yid, half koi. Okay. Moving on to the next thing. A boiler room. What's the din of a boiler room? Right? You know what a boiler room is, right? Nobody knows what's a boiler room? Nobody knows what's a boiler room. Come on. And I don't even know. The truth is, I don't know the new houses. But um, I remember, at least when I grew up, there was a boiler room. There was a very small room in the house, tiny, you couldn't even walk in. You opened the door, and all that was there was the boiler, right? It was like a boiling hot room. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Don't you know what I'm talking about? Toby, it must be an English thing. Avi, you don't have these things in Flatbush? Where, where do you have the boiler? On the roof? Oh, it's on the roof. It stays over there. Under the basement. Kids are out of people's way. I hear. So, the boiler room. Let's say you've got a room. No, it's not. Can you type this in, please? Too much effort. Ellie, good morning. Ah, Gavaldik. No mezuzah. One second, one second. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we're going to get to your psak that you said yesterday about the garage. We'll get to that. Don't start pasketing more mistakes. Um, in the basement. We have a boiler in our basement. Good. No. That's Gavaldik. It's, in the, it's, it's in, the, in the basement. No, do you need a mezuzah to such a thing? The answer is, said Rav Yashav Zatzal, if you store other things in that room, it's a storage room. A storage room needs a mezuzah. If there's nothing in there apart from the actual thing, then you have no chiv, because you never go in there unless it's broken. What about a walk-in fridge? I don't know how many guys have this in their houses, but if you have a walk-in fridge, a walk-in freezer, we should be Zorich and Yeshiva to get one of these, right? in Mitzvah Shem. We should have enough boys that we will have to get a walk-in fridge and a walk-in freezer. Amen! So the Maisa, does it require a mezuzah or not? Very interesting, Shaila. Walk-in freezer, walk-in fridge. Obviously the fridge that we have in our houses is not, is not an Agea, right? We can't walk in there, right? It's like a cupboard. The cupboard obviously doesn't have an Agea, right? So a walk-in thing. So the Maisa, interestingly enough, there's a, a tshuva in the Debetzinerov from New York, the Ben Moshe, Chele Beis Simon Sadi Gimel, look it up, Kavaldika He says that since it has to be Roy Ladira to require a mezuzah, and here you cannot, it's Potim in a mezuzah. Meaning a room that's Chayv in a mezuzah has to be Roy to sleep in, to live in. You, you can't do that in the fridge. You can't do that in the freezer. And therefore it's Potter. However, Reb Chaim Kanievsky Lemaise says, Yitochin Shechayv. He writes, could be that's chayv, could be that it's chayv, and it requires mezuzah. Garage. A garage. Garage. Yes, Tovi, I got it. A garage. Okay, so, um, are you chayv in a mezuzah in a garage or a garage? So, interesting, um... Actually, I was in Monsi, uh, going back a while already, I was in Monsi, and, um, somebody took me into his garage. In fact, we actually went into his house through the garage. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. People do that, right? They go through the garage, in like you park the car, and then you go in to have a door that goes up, and you like you go in through there. You don't even use the front door. The front door's just for the mishalachim, just to ring on the doorbell and continue ringing and continue ringing. But the, 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 gar- the garage is just like, you know, that's the entrance to the house, like the private entrance. So, Lemaisa, a lot of Paiskim, including with Maisha, and with Henkin, does Nidbru, with Maisha Stambach, Klein, the Hold 
that since you store your car or other things in a garage, which many people don't only store their car, they have, you know, other stuff over there, they've got cupboards there, they've got shelves, all sorts of things. It's no worse than a storage house, and therefore... Um, and in fact, they actually bring it to riot till it's similar to a base bucker. A base bucker is where animals sleep. Animals sleep require a mezuzah. Somebody sleeps there. And therefore, according to Reb Moshe, according to the Menachas Yitzchak, Reb Moshe Shtabak, the Aznidbru, Vachole Vachole, it is Chayiv in a mezuzah. Not only that, don't think only a garage that is connected to your house, but they have these garages that have no connection. Right? You're talking about, you know, you're talking about Kenaina Hora as a house, right? You're not talking about a little house in, you know, anywhere else where we live. We're talking about, like, a Zaha house, Kenaina Hora, that's got a driveway and a whole garage just for the cars. That's like its own little house area. So there, the boys can say, you shouldn't make a bracha in such a case because it's not connected. But the Maisei Shtul Shtul should put a bracha. The only place, by the way, and I was looking for this, Avi, just for you, the only one I found that hold that you're totally potter from a mezuzah in a garage, is the debits in the Rav and Be'er Moshe, Chele Be'esim and Pe'ebeis. That's it. That's all. Otherwise, I'm not, not, I'm not putting down debits in the Moshe, it was a Goyin Otsum, unbelievable God of Lador. But Lamaisa, we have an Igus Moshe, and Rav Henkin, and Ezra's Nidbrun, and Rav Moshe and Chatzis, and Mishnah Lachas, and I'm sure a lot more that I didn't manage to bring down over here. So, Avada uh, requires a mezuzah in that case. Um, do we have a question? Why? Uh, we, oh, we have a mezuzah on the boiler room. Well, Danny, nice. There we are, Rabbi Sai. Some ah, Baruch Hashem. We Borough Park. We have a mezuzah on the boiler room. Thank you, Kavaldik. Thank you for that uh, moral support. Now let's move on. What about a machsan? What about a machsan? Right, you know, machsan. You guys have where you sort of where you store your suitcases downstairs. The white thing. You store your suitcases in there. Store my svarim in there. What din does that have? So the whole side while you're chayiv in a mezuzah is because it's somewhere where you store and the way the shach brings it down is you go in and out. Now, the shach is what does the shach mean? Does that mean you constantly go in and out? Or only like every so often? For example, what if you only use your machsan to store the Pesach dishes? So you're only going to go in there basically twice a year. Before Pesach and after Pesach. Or let's say, you know, I don't know, it's something that you just, you, you don't really go there very often. So when the shach said, Yaitzavanichnas, you go in and out, did he mean it literally, the whole time? Or as long as it's once, it's good enough. That's the shaila. That's the shaila. So most poskim hold lemaisa, that unless you go in it, mamash, totally, kimat, never. Even if it's very rare, you should still put a mezuzah on it, without a bracha. Some hold with a bracha. That's the truth. Rabbi Moshe has a chuv on this. Yeridei chelit beisim kuf mem aleph anaf base. Rabbi Moshe paskins and the minchasitzkok and others that it requires a mezuzah with a bracha, especially if it's a machsana storage room that you always use. Not every day, but every couple of months for sure, or every few weeks, even better than that. And therefore, you'll be chayev in that case. However, Vilyashev lemaisa when he moved down the shaila, Vilyashev said that's only if you go in there regularly. If you constantly are going in there, then it requires a mezuzah. But if you go in there very rarely, so he learned the shach of a nichlas means all the time tadi, and therefore that wouldn't be good enough. And Rabbi Zril Orbach, his son-in-law, told me the same idea. If you go in it, mamish like once a year, then maybe you're potter. But if you go in all the time, which a lot of people do, especially in this country, you haven't got enough house, you have place in your house to store things. You have a machsan downstairs, so therefore you'll be chayiv in that case. By the way. A shed in the garden. Daniel, you got one of these in your garden? 
the old English houses, right? Ah, little sheds. I, I, I've seen so many of these. I, I, I don't know what the shine is. I'm not going to ask you, Daniel, but do you know of other, anyone else that has a mezuzah on his shed? Okay. No. Well, that's a mistake, because it requires a mezuzah, like anything else does. It requires a mezuzah with a brocha, especially if you use it the whole time. People put their gardening things in there, the lawnmower, right? If you're bored on a Sunday afternoon, you've got the lawnmower to do something. Ah, gavaldik. Right, people put their, I don't know, all sorts of things over there. Right, Ellie, you know what I'm talking about, right, Ellie? A little shed, a little wooden shack that you have in the, in, the, in the garden. I'm not talking about a small, tiny thing. We'll talk about the measurements, maybe. But if it's a nice, big zakh that you can walk into, which many of them you can, you can put a couch in there, theoretically. You store things in there. And by the way, we'll get to this, but even if it's less than dalad al-dalad, amas, we pass connect the chamudi dini, a bought in biscuit chuba, you're going to be chayiv. So therefore, people don't know that. But al you're going to be chayiv. Let's move on, Rabbi Say, Our time is almost up, and we have to just get, get through a few more questions few more questions because we've got a lot more to do and I don't want to spend you know too much time on this because there's just so much halacha that we have to get to what about an office a shop or a warehouse the Makar again is the Gemara Yuma Dafyalalov Tanya Beisecha Beischa Miyuchad Lecha Prat Beischa Teven Uboka Ve'etzim Ve'oitzrois Shepoitrim Ve'yesh Mechaivim Right? So, Lemaisa like this, without getting into too many details over here, uh, most, as we mentioned this before, an oitza, a storage room, is chayv in a mezuzah, shochnach, veish pevav, sip ala paskins this way, the levush, the adektana, the chayodom, the rechayim, the nesivas, the beneshchai, and many daily posts can hold that you are chayv in that case. Ah, you don't live there. And beiselcho means living a house. You don't live there. So the pshat, what they want to tiny is, that since you go in there the whole time, which we mentioned a moment ago, so that's considered to be a beistira, and therefore it's considered to be obligated. So according to that, according to that, that would come out. For example, if you have a warehouse that you store all your stuff, it requires a mezuzah. If you have a store that you, st- you go in there the whole time, offices that you store stuff, where many people store many things in an office, right? You store stuff in there, you go in there the whole time, that pastures will require a mezuzah, and that's obviously it's a partnership with the goy. Now, a dearest she'en shall covered. So the Bach and Sifei over here in Reish Peivov brings down that if you have a room that's miyuchad for cleaning clothing, it's potter mina mezuzah because it's something that's not a dira shall covered, it's a dira she'ena shall covered. However, there's a maril that holds that Yochayev, which the Prisha Shach, Goin, Derech HaChaim, Oroch HaShulchan, Paskin like. But Lemaisa, I'll tell you why this is Nagea. Shaila number one. Shaila number one. A room that a husband and wife sleep in. So, there could be things going on that are not exactly for a mezuzah to see. So, it may depend where the mezuzah is. If the mezuzah is on the inside of the door, which is basically probably not negated to any of you guys, but in Eretz Yisrael, many of the doors, especially if it's a mamad, it's a bomb room, where you close the door and the mezuzah actually is on the inside of the room. So, that is much more problematic. If you have a room where you change the baby's diaper... And that's going to be, the, again, you can close the door, that's fine. But if you close the door and the mezuzah is on the inside. Or, for example, if you've got kids getting undressed to go to sleep at night. It's to get to any of you guys. If there's a mezuzah in your room, I'm not talking about there's a mezuzah there. You should close the door when you get undressed. People don't even realize that. It's sneers. You close the door, there's a mezuzah looking at you. You close the door. But in a situation where the mezuzah is inside the room, it's demon shame, it's covered. People are getting undressed. So not, I'm not talking about little babies. I'm talking about older people. So it's a problem, and therefore we'll talk about exactly what type of mezuzah cases to buy. A laundry room is going to be the same idea as well, that it's potter, 
right? If you have a room in your house, that's the laundry room with the washing machine, with the dryer, and nothing else really goes on in that room, right? Some people even have showers and toilets in there, then it's obvious. But even without the shower, it will be part of a mezuzah, because it's a divish she'enishah covered. You don't do covered things in there. A bathroom is a dove, a poshet admo'oy, we'll talk about that. A base shechita with a shecht, a rubbish room. You know what's a rubbish room? A rubbish room is an area to stroll where you go out of the apartment and they have a little little mini storage room, right, where they store the uh, rubbish bins over there. Sometimes it actually has a doorway to a Pesach, the whole business. You can walk in there. That is Potter, obviously, from Mezuzah. In that case, what we may have to discuss is what about situations where, for example, you've got um, a toilet and from the toilet leads on to another room. That's really complicated. Let's just finish off our boysai with, um, wow, we've got a lot of shyness to deal with over here. What time is it? It's already late. I think we should stop right now. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to leave off with, just to, just to leave you off and let you know, tomorrow we're going to have to continue this. But I'm going to start with, first of all and foremost, with a Beisach Knesset and a Beisach Medrash. Does a shul or a base medrash require a mezuzah? And then we'll move on to some of the other interesting shilas that could come up. Okay, Be'ezah Shem will continue tomorrow.